Welcome to Radiance Reclaimed. I'm your host, Andrea Walker. And after seeking a deeper level of meaning in my own life for years, literally decades, and discovering countless inspiring tools of transformation and inspiration along the way, I've realized that the way to fulfill my own soul purpose is to support you in discovering yours. I'm so glad you found your way to this podcast, where my mission is to help you to break through those old stories that hold you back from taking action outside your comfort zone and to inspire you to create your own radiant soul purpose life with joy. If you're ready to leave those old limiting beliefs behind, get crystal clear on your radiant soul purpose and take quantum leaps forward to create your most fulfilling and passionate life, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Andrea here. And I'm literally, I'm so nervous and so excited. Angie's laughing at me. I am so excited to have this amazing guest with me today. And I cannot wait for you to get to know her and maybe even possibly work with her, learn from her. She is such a gift. I have Angie Griffith on the podcast today, and I'm just going to stop and say hi first. Like, hi, Angie. I'm so glad you're here. First of all, I was laughing with you, not at you. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm always nervous before I get on a podcast oh, episode. Like I'm I so black nervous. out and I forget what I even prepared. It doesn't matter who it is. And I know you and I talk all the time, so you shouldn't be nervous, but I understand why you're nervous because I would be too for oh no reason gosh, at all. So nervous. <laughs> and also it is hilarious because you and I have had the best conversations over the last year and I am so grateful to you. Angie is my podcast coach and teacher and I'm going to tell you all about all of the other amazing things that she does but the thing that has really personally made the biggest impact in my life is she has been the absolute most amazing, kindest, smartest, most positive, helpful podcast coach, I would not be here talking to you on this podcast that you're listening to right now without Angie. And it was just such an interesting turn of events last year, the summer of 2021. I think it was May. I think it was May after my launch in May. And I just was so frustrated with Facebook ads. And I said, I need organic growth. I need people to be able to hear what I'm about and to learn what I'm about in a different way. And I went through, I made a list of all these different things that it could be. And podcasts kept jumping out at me. And I even had a couple of people say, why don't you do a podcast? Of course, I thought, oh, just do a podcast, like no biggie. And then somebody said to me in the coaching program I was in, hey, do you know Angie Griffith? And I was like, no, I don't. And I just could not believe my good fortune. Of course, it was meant to be. But Angie has the most incredible mentorship program for podcasts called the Podcast Launch VIP Accelerator. And it is more support and information than you can imagine, but also in a way that is accessible. And especially for me, I had so many things going on. It took me forever. I think I had like months at a time where I just could not seem to get to it. And then I would do a little bit and then I could just not seem to get to it. And finally, <laughs> I think it was what March, I was like, oh my God, it's almost the end of the year of two months. I need to get my butt in gear and get this thing out the door. And Angie was just so kind and graceful because there I was now calling on you just all the time, like, help me with this, help me with that. Instead of spread out over a year, it was like, 
the last six weeks, but we got it done. And I just want to tell you why it was such a gift also that I was able to work with Angie because she is really so incredible. And I was just telling her that reading her bio was a revelation. She has been in the music business for a decade in Nashville, correct? Getting that right. Uh She is really someone who has worked at the highest level. She's not just someone who came to this and had her own podcast. She's worked at the highest level for creators, entrepreneurs. She has a podcast that you all need to go sign up for right now and follow called Four Things for Your Podcast. And let me just tell you, side note, if you are a creator and if you're listening to this, you probably are, you need to start thinking about your podcast. It's really something that is coming to the fore as being something that is really important for all of us to have. Her podcast has been selected by Apple Podcasts for inclusion at the top of their curated list of best podcasts for podcasters with all kinds of industry thought leaders, noteworthy guests, really incredible episodes, really good sound because she's a stickler (laughs) for sound. That's why I have this amazing microphone. And I'll tell you, I've gotten so many compliments on this microphone, Angie. So thank you for that. I'm going to put all of her information in the show notes so that you guys can really check that out. But I want to just tell you some of the people, I hope that I'm not going to make her blush, but all the people that she has worked with and everything that she's done. So she's really worked with some high profile people, not just on podcasts, but on how podcasts fit into brand presentation, strategic partnerships. And it's really amazing when you start to think about the bigger piece around that. So she has advised, strategically advised a wide variety of clients, including touring musicians, brands, nonprofit organizations, independent podcasters. She has experience in podcast hosting, producing, managing major network deals. She's worked with people like Dwight Yoakam, Michael Franti, Dead & Co., Bob Weir, Nako, The Lumineers, Frankie Ballard, Zach Brown Band, All Elite Wrestling, which is a whole very cool episode (laughs) you have with Scorpio Sky, Ben Rector, Claire Bowen of the hit TV series Nashville, and many more. And, you know, it's just incredible. I probably missed some, so I'm going to give her a chance to fill in on that. Also worked alongside people like Chrissy Metz, Nico Moon, Dr. Oz, Maggie Rose, Celeste Barber, all these incredible names, Gibson Brands. And she's also started to have just the most amazing guests on her own podcast as well. Just incredible people, which I'll have her share that. But honestly, Angie, you are a bonafide celebrity and I cannot believe I get to have you on my podcast. Welcome to the Radiance Reclaimed podcast. So exciting. And the crowd goes wild. So much to respond to just there. I know that was a little bit of like, I can't just edit it down. (laughs) Well, first of all, Thank you so much for asking me to come on your podcast. I was so honored when you sent me that message. So I really appreciate you just sharing my story with your community and asking me to be here. Like I'm such a believer in you and what you're doing. And I just can't wait to see this podcast just take off and you to take over the world in this space. What else? You said so much. I know there was so much. I kind of threw it all at you. Yeah. I would just ask you, I guess I really wanted to give the listeners a sense of just the real depth of what you bring. It is just phenomenal and very high level. And I guess what I would ask you right now, I have questions that I want to ask that are more sort of conceptual in nature, but just for you and your work right now, 
how do you see your role? How do you see where you're going and what you want to do with all that experience? And how do you want to work with people from that standpoint, just so people get a sense of that too, if they're listening and they're interested to find out more? Yeah. Well, first I want to kind of back up and you listed off this amazing list of celebrities and industry leaders and influencers that I've worked alongside. And I just want to clarify a lot of those people that you mentioned and brands that you mentioned, I was working on teams supporting them, or they were celebrities that I have booked to go on clients podcast. So I don't want anyone to think that I was intimately working with everyone that you just, this is classic Angie, you guys, (laughs) she's going to downplay it because she's very humble. And you know what? I haven't recently talked to, supported, or booked anybody like this recently. So just so to put it in perspective, I think it's, but I appreciate that. Thank you for the clarification. I think we're all still duly impressed, believe me. And it says something about the environment that you worked in. And that's when I say high level, it's like a very high level. There's not much wiggle room for error. These are people that are, you know, they have big audiences. You have to perform at a high level. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be responsive, you have to show up, and you've got to really be the expert that you're being hired to be in the role that you're being. So that's what I mean by, you know, you're really in the world of podcasting at some of the higher levels and not just necessarily, and I don't mean to say just, but not as a, I want to make the distinction between a solopreneur podcaster, someone who's come at it to just as like someone like me, who I'm coming at it with podcasting as a tool but I'm not necessarily a student of podcasting. And I think you are, because of having to work at that high level, a student and a professional in the world of podcasting. So there is a distinction there. Yeah, that is very true. As a matter of fact, my first ever experience hosting a podcast was because I knew that I was going to have to be launching a podcast for one of, at the time I was working in management, artist management in the music business. And it was during COVID And we all, all the senior managers who were still with the company, fortunate enough to have our jobs, were all tasked with finding new business. And so I was tasked with building out our first ever podcast division. And we all knew I had actually spoken to the company and let them know that I was going to be transitioning out of management and starting my own company and podcasting. And so it really did make sense for me to build out that division because it was kind of, you know, they were helping me keep a salary and I was helping them to kind of find new business in this new world where all of our revenue had been made previously with touring. And so imagine pulling down all of your stadium tours, arena tours, there goes all of your money, right? Oh, wow. So I knew that in order to really perform at the level I needed to perform in that role, and not only did I have to start making all of the relationships, the high level relationships with all of the networks, media companies, everyone across the board, But at the same time, I needed to be able to advise our clients about how do I record from home? Wow. What kind of mic do I use? And so the first podcast that I ever hosted, I literally just did it for that purpose because I was like, I can't advise our high level clients about their podcast if I've never hosted a podcast on my own. So that is kind of how like it all started as far as like the hosting. Yeah. It's almost like a reverse engineering, like, you know. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. And where was I going with that? Yeah. Just in terms of like the level that you work at, like that professional podcasting world, like you really came in it from just that more almost, I don't want to say corporate, there's probably a better word for it, but like the artist management world. 
Yeah. I think that's just kind of where I was going with that is I had to learn so much and make sure that I had a comprehensive understanding of the entire podcasting industry before I could go into conversations with any of our clients because they were such high level clients at the time of the company. So yeah. Was that scary to do that? Was that scary to go in and or daunting? Not maybe a scary is too strong a word, but just sort of daunting to be like, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so about this and I really have to know my stuff. It was obviously, yeah, it was a little like high pressure because nobody else at the company knew anything about podcasting. So I was just the go-to podcast girl at the company and just kind of getting started myself. But I was really fortunate in that time when I started building all of these relationships in the podcast industry because I had such a powerful name behind me, which really did help. And like, I will always be grateful for that. I was able to get any meeting I wanted during that year when I was building out that podcast division, which has really served me long-term in building out my own brand. Mm -hmm. Whereas at the beginning, when I first left the company, that was a huge fear of mine is like, now that I don't have this email address, who's going to want to talk to me? And it actually ended up working out in my favor. Like I realized that people just want to work with talented individuals and people who do what they say they're going to do and who work at a high level and who have a strong attention to detail. And those people know that I am that person. And so I didn't really need the email address as much as I thought I did, which was super empowering. And what was it like when you started your own podcast and how did that play into you wanting to strike out on your own? My own podcast, the first one or my current one? I guess both of them. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) The first one I kind of kept under wraps just because I was still representing clients and it was about my dating and personal life. And I really was just doing it to gain experience. And so I did learn a ton from that podcast. Yeah. But it was earlier on in my journey. And I'm really proud of the product that we put out into the world. And I'm not going to say I wouldn't go back and do another season with those girls. We had so much fun. But my focus has kind of shifted as of recently where I'm focusing more on my podcast for podcasters and aspiring podcasters, which is what you mentioned at the beginning called Four Things for Your Podcast. And that journey has been really eye-opening for me because when I first started that podcast, I wasn't intending on sharing it with anybody. Like I just created my cover art in Canva in like, 30 seconds. And I knew, okay, if I wanted to go into business and podcasting and I wanted to be a podcast consultant or a strategist, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to be doing at the time. Aside from, I knew that I wanted to create courses and like a mentorship program. And so my mentality at the time was, okay, if I'm going to be advising in the podcasting space, it would be really helpful for me to have a podcast in the apps so that if somebody is searching how to start a podcast, my name comes up and then they can listen to kind of those episodes and click the links in the show notes and find me and connect with me. So it didn't matter to me really at the time the length of the episodes or really anything except for the fact that I was sharing information with people in those episodes. So at the time, at the very beginning, it was called four things for your podcast. And the whole concept was in four minutes or less. So they were really short snippets that were training on a really specific thing at the beginning. And what I realized is it was so out of alignment not only for me, but also for the platform, because podcasting is really long form content. Like a four minute format is really meant more for YouTube or something like that, like something where people are consuming shorter form content. Even TikTok is awesome. It would be awesome for that. But 
it felt so draining to me. Every time I sat down to record an episode, it was like the life was just sucked out of me and I would be so tired for the rest of the day. And I just hated the whole process. I hated everything about the podcast. I never shared it. I didn't even want anyone to find it who knew me. I was like, this is just for people who are looking to start a podcast and they need somewhere to go. I want to help those people, but it's only for new people that don't already know me, like just to get them into my world. And I had this epiphany. Okay. So I started the podcast. Gosh, I don't even know when I started it. Maybe it was April of 21 or something. Yeah. And it was like six to eight months later, sometime around Christmas, I had this epiphany where I was just like, Angie, like you hate your podcast. It's so draining. Let me back up. I always knew I wanted to have a podcast, like a longer form podcast, but I didn't want it to be about podcasting. I wanted it to be more personality based. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to be like teaching people I things. I totally see that because you have so much energy and yeah. just sense of humor and yeah, unique perspective. So I could totally see that. So always had told myself like the four things for your podcast is not going to be that. This is my get people into my world podcast that I just host in secret. So this epiphany that I had over Christmas is like, Angie, you have a podcast. Why don't you just start taking that podcast seriously and just make it into what you want it to be? I love that. And so I just made this decision that I was going to kind of rewrite the show description and create a trail, like a new concept for the podcast. And I was going to start doing longer form episodes, whether it be solo or with guests. And that's what I did. I just committed. I was like, I'm going to do this for one year, come hell or high water. I don't care what gets in the way. I am releasing these episodes for the next year. And then I'll reassess after a year, but I know it takes time to build a muscle as a content creator. And so that's why I gave myself that long time frame. And I announced it before I had time to think about it. I wanted to make sure I announced it so that I stuck to it. And then I invited my first guests to come on. And I kid you not, Andrea, I mean, you know this, but for everyone else, the entire podcast just completely transformed overnight. And it all of a sudden, even though the episodes were longer and there was more work that went into it, it felt so in alignment and it was so much easier to show up. And now like, yes, I committed to a year but I'm like never stopping. I'm like so excited now. And the best part is when I started the podcast, really the podcast was meant to direct a new audience back towards my existing income generating product services and memberships. Right. And what I've learned through bringing on guests is I don't want to hold back bringing on my competitors personally. Now everyone's different yeah. and every podcast has different goals and this is not for everybody. But what I've learned about myself is my competitors are really great in the space of podcasting. They have, sometimes they have millions of downloads or maybe they're a high level entertainer, you know, who I don't know, talks about podcasting, who knows, but I want to bring my audience the best of the best. Like I want them to come to me and know that I'm not holding back any, I don't have a scarcity mindset. Like I'm sharing with them the best information that can accelerate their podcast. And when I flipped that mentality into this abundant mindset, my podcast is Yes, of course, I still promote my own product services and memberships, but I also allow my guests to promote theirs, which are a lot of times competing offers. And my agenda as far as how I'm going to monetize this podcast has completely shifted from 
my own products and services to just making sure that I'm growing an audience who gets value in every single episode that will keep coming back. And therefore I will likely in the future be monetizing through sponsors, which I never anticipated when I first started my podcast. You've just painted such an incredible picture and journey. And also while you were talking, I had an idea for about 10 other podcast episodes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we always talk about all these business things, but I think really what I want to pull out of that is just the courage and the willingness to be in the discomfort, but to ask what it's asking and not to just throw everything away and be like, this is wrong. I need to do this other thing, but to say, where is this wanting to go? And inherent in that is something that I really think speaks to all creators. And that's why it's so great to have you on here. There's a, an integrity that's coming through. What is this really about? What am I really about? What am I really here for? And there's a sense of, I'm not going to stay contained and restricted in this container I've made over here. If my creative soul is pulling me along this path to something bigger, even if I don't know what it is yet, I'm going to have the courage to trust fall into the next step and the next step and the next step and know that something is being born that is bigger and more beautiful. And this whole progression of your mentorship and that the podcast was just serving that, but then it just was so asking to serve something so much bigger and how once you open that up, you can feel the flow of energy, right? You could just feel you went from restricted to that full flow of energy, that full expression that wanted to come through. And I see how much fun you're having now. And I always say that fun and joy are our navigation devices as to whether we're really in our highest service with our creativity. And that's what's happening. And what a beautiful thing that you didn't let the idea of having competitors be a somehow a block to what you're really creating is a kind of central location for all podcast knowledge, which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And then to go towards the sponsorships. And honestly, at the end of the day, it makes your mentorship that much stronger that you've now learned from all of these other people by talking to them and all your students can also learn from all of that. So it's not like you actually, that's such a myth, right? That having all of your competitors on actually took anything away. It's really an abundance mindset, I guess is what I'm getting to. It's faith, it's trust, it's abundance mindset, it's integrity of creation. And I just applaud you for that journey that you've been on so far. Thank you so much. And yes, it is such an abundant mindset. And I was actually just thinking about this yesterday because don't get me wrong. My competitors that come on my podcast, not everyone has such an abundant mindset. They're very <laughs> hesitant to share the podcast with their audience. Okay. Yeah. There are some exceptions. Everyone's different, but I will say not everyone has this abundant mindset when it comes to stuff like this and they have goals for their business. It takes and a lot of courage. It does. Like you said, they might have different parameters and that's all right. fine and good. And it's totally fine. It does make it a little bit challenging for me, you mm -hmm. know, though, when people won't share it on their own platforms, yes. but I've learned to let that not bother me and just know that they have their reasons. Everyone has their own strategies. I certainly have my own boundaries when guesting on other people's podcasts as well. So like, I totally get it, but I was thinking about this concept of having an abundant mindset in this kind of capacity when it comes to the podcast. 
And it's so drastically different than like, for instance, my money mindset. Like I literally was thinking yesterday about this to myself, Angie, if you could only think about money, how you think about your podcast and your brand, imagine how much would flow to you because with the podcast stuff, stuff is flowing to me because I am so abundantly just calling it all in from how I'm showing up. But with money, it's like, I have this block. So that's something I'm really working on. And I'm hoping to use this as like a model for how I need to be looking at money. (laughs) I think you're really onto something there. I'm fascinated. I want to hear more about that. That's a whole piece right there, isn't it? That is, again, this kind of like going, instead of kind of going in the front door, you're sort of going around and like working at it from this other angle. And uh, that's a whole podcast episode right there. (laughs) You're going to have to keep me posted on that because you really do bring that full flow of energy and abundance. And I felt that being in your program, you bring that to your students. I want to make sure that we give some attention to that as well, or whatever you want to share about that, because you are so generous with your resources, with your time, with your support. There's no hesitation there. I felt it from day one. You're just so present. It's almost beyond all of those logistical things. I just feel from you this like unhesitating, full on, you just want everybody in there to absolutely succeed at the highest level. Nothing would make you happier. And you just believe in all of us. And that to me is what makes a good coach and a mentor. I really feel that and I feel the lack of it in those that I've learned from in the past as well. It's really something I've been thinking about a lot lately too, is how I want to bring that more to the people that I work with. I mean, I do think I'm conscious of that, but even just being so conscious of how important that is. So there is that kind of abundance mindset there as well. So we just need to get it turned back towards you. I know that's what you're working on, right? The receiving part, that's a whole concept too, but talk a little bit about how you're feeling right now, your approach with your mentorship, who that's for, what you want to do with that, how you want to work with that, and whatever you want to share with my listeners about that program. Yeah, well, I appreciate you very much in that program because as you know, you were my very first ever enrollment into that program. That was so so exciting. That was like the best notification that ever came to my inbox because I worked so hard to build out that program. You know how detailed it is, (laughs) like a year. Okay, I just want to say Angie is the most organized person I've ever met. If I ever have 10%, if I ever have as much organization as she has in her pinky, it will be a game changer for me. It'll be So organized, so hardworking, everything top to bottom, amazing. And I was so lucky to be there right when you were rolling that out. And I was like, well, there she is. And she's got what I need. I'm signing up for that right now. And it was like your energy coming through was like so excited and made me so excited. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the best thing ever. And it has been. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, again, that was like the best notification ever to come to my inbox. And like, you have just been the biggest blessing in that program because I love all the feedback that you give me and also just the fact that you actually showed up and did the work, which a lot of people in different programs, not only my program, but all programs, people enroll yeah, and all then, programs. yeah, they don't really finish it, which it's fine. What I've learned about myself is, and you know, this I'm much less of a coach really, and more of a consultant, I would say, mm-hmm. like, I'm not a big hand holder. I will 100% go above and beyond and give anyone all the information you could possibly need, but it's going to be on you to actually do it. And so you're a really good example of someone who took the information, asked questions where you needed it, 
and you didn't go in and get stuck in the library of materials or you didn't get stuck on one thing for months and months and months, you would just come and say, hey, I'm stuck here and I would get you unstuck and we would move on. And I just really loved how we were able to bring your podcast together just in the last few weeks of you being in the program, right? Like when you finally decided like, oh, okay, I need to work on this now. <laughs> well, and I will say you're painting my journey in a very flattering light. I will say that I did get in my own way several times and you actually helped me get out of my own way because this is what happens. This is what I would say about what I learned in this launch process is that starting a podcast actually is easy, but we make it really hard by all our preconceptions of what we think is going to be hard. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure this is very common, but something about the idea of like the equipment, there was this like, it's going to be hard to know what to do with the equipment, or it's going to be hard to know what to do with the program. I mean, those are almost kind of these irrational things. You made it all so easy when I finally got over myself. And like, literally, it's so simple. I mean, it's, it's so, so freaking simple. simple. And you kept saying that. And you kept saying, you just, just click record. Just yeah. click record. And you did. And when you did, and you I, were like, oh yeah. I finally did. Cool. I finally got over myself. And that's what I want to say is you actually are a really good coach because you never gave up on me. You never judged me for that, but you also just kept firmly and gently saying, it's not hard. You can do this. It's right here. You can do it. You were so patient and you always rooted me on and cheered for every little thing that I accomplished. So I just want to make sure that, you know, you are a coach in that standpoint. And I think that people do need to show up and do the work. That's the way it is. Right. But you made that as easy as it could be. And I just feel like it was why I was finally able to follow through on my commitment in that program. Cause I was like, I am not, not getting this out the door before the end of this program. So then I finally like made it happen, but you were there every step of the way when I was finally showing up on those pieces. So, and it was amazing. the fact that you made the decision and then I was like, okay, you made the decision. Let's go. Yes. Right. And I don't want to harp on this program. I hate when people come on podcasts and just talk about their programs the whole time. So everyone listening, we're about to move on. I want my people to know about your program. So I'll just say that too. Like there's a lot to know. And if you want to know more about my experience, feel free to reach out to me and I will share about it. Angie will share about it. We'll make sure the information is down there, but it's a year long program, but you have shorter versions, not a year long. It might be changing. We're always changing our things. So I'll let her tell you the actual details, but I do want you all to know about it because here's the important thing. What I'm going to talk about next with Angie is about the importance of expression and your voice and getting to your audience. And I just think that it is so important for almost anyone, pretty much everyone can benefit from that. So before we leap into that, why don't you just give us the quick nuts and bolts? And then if people want to know more, they can reach out to you more, Totally. just the container, the length and that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's a 12 week option now, which mm -hmm. is just for, That's people, for people who, who don't get in their own way. <laughs> want to move faster. It makes it a lot more affordable too to do a shorter option. And then on the checkout page, you can upgrade to a six month term or a year long term if you feel like you need more support, longer support. Oh, I love that. I love those variations. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a discount for doing that. And it's really for anyone and everyone who wants to start a podcast or if you want to bring your podcast in-house. And for instance, you have a virtual assistant that you want to train up to be your dedicated podcast producer. I would love for you to send that producer through the program or your assistant through the program, and then you have a producer. So we can do a lot with the program. If you have any questions, please DM me on Instagram. 
The link in my Instagram bio usually has a link to the program along with a bunch of other offers and services and freebies and all the different things. Instagram is at the Angie Griffith. But before we move on, I just wanted to say I have a discount code for all of your listeners. Ooh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So if you wanted to enroll in the podcast launch VIP accelerator, you're going to use the code radiance, R-A-D-I-A-N-C. Oh at checkout. That moves me for some reason. What a nice surprise. <laughs> yep. And you're going to get a hundred dollars off of your enrollment. The code is only going to work as of now on my website. It's only going to work if you pay in full, but if you choose to use a payment plan, you can still get your hundred dollars back. It's just going to come at the end of your term and you'll just let me know after you enroll. Right. So that's all the details. Let's please move on. I cannot stand when people talk about their programs the whole time during a podcast. I know see this. I know it's true. It's true. It's true. Also, I just want to say that's my first eponymous discount code named after. So that's, yay! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> First of many. The first of many. And what I really want to get into, because this is what's of interest, so deeply felt interest to me and to my listeners is how do you feel a podcast can support creators of every type? And what's a good way for them to think about it in terms of, you know, people like me, where I'm not necessarily a podcaster per se, it's not my thing that I'm doing, it's a way for me to get my message out. So I'm wondering if you can speak to that in terms of sort of the voice and our expression and how creators of every type, whether they're entrepreneurs, program creators, online coaches, artists, authors, anybody who's creating something, how can a podcast support them and how are some ways that they can think about it? So especially for entrepreneurs and online business owners and influencers, even a podcast is the most, in my opinion, the best way to really connect with your audience. Because if you think about it, say you're an online course creator or you're an online business owner, we're told all the time, you have to be sharing your best content over and over. Everyone's talking about that. Like you can't hold things back in your free content. So that's why if you're on Instagram, you're constantly creating valuable posts for your followers that they want to follow you, right? Because the idea is somebody is going to pay you for your expertise in making it as quick and easy as possible for them. You're going to save them time or money and putting all the pieces together, right? Like a full strategic roadmap. So even though for my programs and all of my offers, I pretty much have shared online in some form or another, all of the strategies that I have behind my paywall, right? So somebody could technically go search through all of my free content and do it on their own. And that's great for them. And I love having the resources to allow somebody who maybe doesn't have any budget to go and put the pieces together on their own. Cause that's something I've had to do throughout my career for sure. So I love that. But then I also love having this container where if somebody does want to save their own most valuable asset, which is their time, they can enroll in this container where I give either it's a service or this mentorship program or whatever it is just to get them the fastest results. So I think a podcast is a really amazing way to share the best content. And again, it's not like you're sharing it all in order. I'm not uploading module after module onto my podcast, but everything is shared in the podcast, which makes it really valuable for the listener in every single episode. And if you think about how you're going to share your content, you can't be on all places at once because then you're going to have mediocre content everywhere. So right. my suggestion is to pick one or two platforms and just go all in. And I yeah. suggest your podcast is one of them because 
it's where you can form the deepest relationship. Like if you think about it on Instagram, for instance, you're sharing reels, you're sharing static posts, you're sharing carousel posts. Like if my favorite Instagram creator completely disappeared from the platform tomorrow, I probably wouldn't even notice. And that is like the truth. I don't care how good the content is. There's somebody else on Instagram that's putting up similar stuff that I can go pull from. But if my favorite podcast creator disappeared from the platform tomorrow, I would feel a huge loss because that podcaster has become a part of my daily routine. I listen to them while I'm on the go, while I'm driving, while I'm working out. Like these are people that entertain me for long periods of time. And it's hard to find a podcast that you really relate to and you want to keep coming back to. There are a million podcasts out there that you can choose from. But for me personally, I only rotate between a few. So when people say podcasting is becoming oversaturated, I'm saying, no, 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 I need more podcasts (laughs) because again, I go through seasons with podcasters too. Maybe I'll list, I'll binge somebody's podcast for a couple months and then I kind of grow out of it and I need something different. I'm at a different level in my business or I'm sick of the people they're interviewing, if it's an entertainment podcast or whatever it is, like we consume so much content these days. And especially because it's so accessible in our ears and we can do it while we're doing other things. It's such a missed opportunity. In my opinion, if you are a content creator and you're not utilizing the podcasting space. Yeah, I love that. And as you're talking, I'm really getting a sense and understanding why on a deeper level, it was so appealing to me. It's like you get to know the podcaster you're listening to on a pretty intimate level. You know, you're listening to them talk for hours at a time instead of short form. And it is like a library, a repository of all of their information right there on the podcast show channel. You can see all of the episodes. You can pick and choose. It's very different than anything else that I feel like is out there right now. Maybe YouTube comes a little bit close, but in terms of just that accessibility, being able to listen to it wherever, whenever, and yet at the same time with that quick accessibility, the depth of really being able to hear the details of what they're about. And I think that's what appealed to me about it is I felt like I was trying to create these Facebook ad posts that were three paragraphs at most to attract people into what I was offering. And it just was so hard to, I I still do that and I will still do it, but it's very challenging. You really have to get to a high level of mastery in your messaging to get it exactly right to pull the right person in who's going to be interested and be served by everything that you're doing, especially if it's a little bit abstract. Whereas with a podcast, I can talk for a long time and if it's valuable to them and if it's interesting to them, they will stay and form a relationship with the work and be able to know whether it's for them or not. And that's, it's just really exciting. It's really relaxed and inspiring at the same time. And I just love getting to know people so well. Like I think about my favorite podcasters. Yeah, me too. I love that too. Yeah. And because I bring podcasters onto my podcast, I've been very fortunate that a lot of my dream guests have said yes to coming on my podcast already. And they'll come on my podcast and I feel like, oh my gosh, we're best friends. Like I know everything about you. And I have to remind myself that they literally just met me. (laughs) I'm like, it's such a weird, yeah, yeah, kind of balance. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. Here's a question for you. So if somebody's listening and they are a current creator, they're some kind of a creator, 
whether for their work or for their side hustle or for their personal project, whatever it is, and they're thinking, wow, this sounds really great. What do you think is the first step for someone like that to consider if this is a good path for them? If podcasting is a good path? Yeah. Hmm. The first thing to consider, I would say, is what is your purpose behind wanting to grow whatever it is you're growing? So if it's your personal mm, brand or your business, and I know having a why sounds so cliche, but what is your purpose is so huge. Because for me, even though I'm building a new business and a new podcast and doing all these different things, like a million miles a minute, I am so motivated and inspired to show up every day because I've identified what my purpose is. And for me personally, my purpose is freedom. So time freedom and financial freedom. Mm, I love that. And empowering others to find the same once I figure out how to do it. Right. And I'm like, I want to have the absolute best life on this earth. And I'm not going to do that working for someone else. And my only other option is building my own empire. And so that's what keeps me motivated across everything I do. If it weren't for that, it would be impossible to show up because it's too much work. Like, you know, building a business, starting a podcast, it's not something that's super easy. Yeah. I wanted to bring that in. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to just highlight that this is a long horizon thing. This is not a quick campaign. This is a lot of work to get it out the door, even though it's simpler than you think it is. There's still a lot that has to be done. And I have learned from you, and I really respect this, that you really need to be looking at about a three-year horizon for it to truly mature. It's kind of like a puppy, right? They're not really adult dogs until they're three. especially if you have a big dog. So podcasts are kind of like Labrador retriever puppies. (laughs) Well, you're building a skill. Like I think about it as when you're younger and you want to play basketball, you don't just go out on the court and play game. And if you do, you're going to suck at it. And that's fine. It's going to take repetition and showing up on the court every single day, shooting those free throws every single day, forming the habits that are going to allow you to go and play out on the court. So with your podcast, It is new territory if you've never podcasted before. I don't care how great of a speaker you are. There's little nuances that you need to learn as a podcaster or as an online business owner even. And the only way that you're ever going to get to a point where it's comfortable, well, it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable because hopefully you're always growing. But the only way you're ever going to get to a point in podcasting where you're actually in a flow and it's not stressful anymore is by putting in the reps when it feels really hard. And I promise you that if you do and you stick it out long enough, the cream always rises to the top. And just like Andrea, you just said, like what I've realized in my experience personally, as far as like, you know, clients or people that I've spoken to on my podcast, what I've just realized personally is with podcasting, it really takes around three years to really gain traction. And I'm talking about three years of putting out consistent content, putting out good content, right? So like, not saying you start now and then you take a break and then you come back in three years. No, like three years of consistently putting out content. And I think that goes for a lot of platforms actually. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that that consistent piece is, yeah, it's important for whatever you're doing. Consistency and discipline, because just like basketball, if you don't want to go to practice one day, you still go to practice. And so if you don't want to put out an episode one week, you still put out an episode or I'm a firm believer in taking breaks to rest and recharge, but I also firmly believe in scheduling those in advance and not just all of a sudden saying week after week, you want to take a break. That's one thing I appreciated about what you taught was that you taught me to have 
10 episodes recorded before I even launched. And I'm continuing with that batching concept. And it just gives you breathing room so mm-hmm. that I will have my 40 weeks out of 52 scheduled. My goal is to always have at least a 10 episode buffer at all times, 10 to 15 episodes recorded so that I can still put a fresh thing in here or there if it's timely, but that I have that buffer so that I can stay consistent. But I, I wanted to mention one thing that came up for me when you were talking, which is another aspect of that person who has not podcasted before, who is a creator. One thing that I'm finding that is a huge blessing from this, even now when I know that my best work is in front of me, I mean, you just feel it. You feel like I just need to get this out the door and get it going, but I can feel the areas where I'm going to be getting more relaxed. I'm going to be bringing things through in a more clear way, more of like the life of what I, but I have to get the chops for it, right? I just have to produce first. But what I find is that it is its own studio for me to shape my message. Every time I create, especially a solo episode or even even these conversations, every time I sit down to record for 20 minutes on some topic that I'm passionate about that I work with, it is a thought exercise that progresses me and how I think about it, how I teach it, how I work with it. So it is almost like in the doing of the podcast, it's also growing me in the work itself beyond the podcast. A hundred percent. I'm so glad you brought that up. I feel the same way when I'm prepping for solo episodes and I actually don't do a ton of solo episodes just because I love talking to people so much. So much fun. I'm doing so much of this. It's the best. I know it's so much fun, but Again, when I do prep for those solo episodes, or if I'm prepping to put out a masterclass or a boot camp or whatever it is, I learn so much in that process and it sticks with me. And it's really amazing when I go to guest on podcasts, for instance, I have said these things so many times, whether it's on lives or on my podcast or whatever it is, that I'm able to actually remember the talking points that I really want to get across. Whereas earlier on in my journey, I would be really nervous to go guest on a podcast and I would try to like prepare in advance. And now I'm just kind of winging it and I'm still hitting all the points that I want. And it's because of all that time spent prepping content, which I'm really grateful for. And then when it comes to guests, I learn something in every single episode. When I record with somebody, they teach me something. I'm always interviewing the best of the best or a beginner. Even I just interviewed a brand new beginner. She has 16 episodes out. Her podcast is called Ambivalent Bitches. Oh, I love that. Depending on when this podcast publishes, it may be out already or it may be dropping soon. But it was just this incredible conversation with a 24-year-old woman who is just figuring life out. And she just decided to start a podcast and is going all in with her podcast. And we get to the end. And at the end of my podcast episodes, I always end with a similar question because it's called four things for your podcast. So it's like four tips. What are four tips you have for anyone, whatever. And so hers was, what are four tips you have for anyone who's just getting started in podcasting? And she dropped so many good fire nuggets that I'm like, I'm going to have trouble choosing what to pick from a little teaser clip because there's just so much wisdom that this 24 year old dropped on my podcast. Then I'm learning all the time. So whether it's a podcaster with a million downloads or a podcaster with 16 episodes, I'm learning all the time. And it's so amazing to be able to direct people back to my podcast episodes. So if they want to learn about marketing, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to episode 51. Ariel Nissenblatt dropped some fire marketing tips, or they want to learn about how to become 
a wrestler like you mentioned earlier like oh my Scorpio gosh sky. Scorpio sky talked about how to you know chase your dreams and you know get paid nothing and then become this like high level talent and like it all relates back to podcasters because we're all chasing big dreams and the podcast is like not really like techie all the time about like how do I podcast or how do I start a podcast no it's more about how do we chase big dreams and how do we empower everyone else to do the same and like it's just so freaking cool to learn what everyone else has used along their journeys and it's all different right and we can just pull whatever works for us and leave whatever doesn't serve us and um, it's just so exciting to just hear what everyone has to say that is so cool and I also think that that is a great bridge into another question that I want to ask you. And I know I probably just have time to squeeze in a few more questions. I'm just thinking also, I love that you have your last question is that I think I know what my regular last question will always be. So I'll leave that one for you for last, but I love that you ask everybody their four tips, but you made a comment earlier about how freedom is so important to you. Me too. Me too. And that goes actually right back to immediately. I thought, I wonder what your gene keys are, because I don't think I've ever looked at your gene keys. And that's something that, you know, I work very deeply with in my program. And there are archetypes that are in different areas of your life. And I actually have one of them, the 55th gene key is in my evolution sphere, which is kind of like my great challenge in life. And there's a shadow, a gift and an elevated frequency. And it's the only gene key that has the same archetype for both the gift and the sort of most elevated and it's freedom. The 55th gene key is freedom and freedom. So it's very, it's both my challenge and also very important to me. So I really resonate when you say that, that freedom, I've always felt that. And I've always felt like that's what I'm working to do in my work is to help others find the way that is free for them. That is the path of least resistance because it is aligned. I want that for myself. I want a life where I don't have to take time off away from life to go do my work, quote unquote so important and I can hear that and what you're saying. So, you know, what I want to ask you is how do you define an aligned life? And that's what I think you're getting at with these bigger conversations with people, the big dreams. What is that for you? What is that aligned life for you? And what would you share for others that they would know what that is for them? So this is something I struggled with forever. I was always like, I don't know what my passions are. Like, I never felt like I was in alignment because I always felt like everyone else has a passion. Like they've been doing gymnastics since they were three and they're really good at it, you know, and they've been doing the same thing totally. for their whole life. And I'm like, I don't have anything like that. Like when I moved to Nashville, I moved here to be a songwriter. And a lot of people move to Nashville to be a songwriter because they're really passionate about this art. They're passionate about the craft of writing songs. I didn't even have that. The reason I wanted to be a songwriter is because I wanted the residual income going back to the freedom passive that I craved, income. Yep. right? I wanted the passive income and I was like songwriting. I love music. Sure. This will work, but I wasn't like super passionate about songwriting. And I started all these different businesses and I got into artist management because artist management is kind of all encompassing and you touch everything that has to do with the artist's career. Like everything's your fault. Everything's your problem. Everything's your celebration, right? As the manager, you're just an extension of the artist's career. And it wasn't until very recently that I was actually at a book launch party. This woman, beautiful, amazing entrepreneur named Julie Solomon wrote a book recently called Get What You Want. And since Nashville is her hometown, she threw this party and we all went and had some cocktails and celebrated her that book. That sounds so fun. 
it was so much fun. And during that party, she talked about something that she had mentioned in the book, but I was listening to it kind of on advanced speed because I was kind of preparing for her to come on my podcast and I was just kind of distracted and I didn't catch it in the book, but she reiterated it at the party and it stuck with me. And she said, you have to identify the difference between your purpose and your passions. Mm, And so as I stated, my purpose is freedom, time, freedom, financial freedom. That has always been the case since I was a little girl. That's all I ever wanted. And that's all I've ever worked for in all the different endeavors I've had. My passions are a means to get me there. Mm, I love that. Okay. Can we just pause there? Sure. So your purpose is freedom which is a being, not a doing, it's a being. And your passion is the doing that gets you to the being. I really like that. That actually relates to some Gene Keys stuff. So I really like that. So the passion is what you love to do so that, yeah, you're never feeling like you're restricted. You have to do this thing to get to there. It's all fantastic. Right. So what Julie says, and this is like my Bible at this point, is this mentality is your purpose is your why and your passions are your how. So Mm, your passions are something that can change and evolve with time. So whereas I might've had a passion for songwriting, which I did. I mean, I sat there and I practiced my guitar day after day, after day, after day. Like I did have a passion for it, but it was a fleeting passion. I haven't picked up my guitar in probably five years. And then my next passion was artist management or another passion I had was publishing. I was really into publishing. I started my own publishing company right out of college. Or another passion that I have now is podcasting. But my passion next year might be teaching entrepreneurs how to leverage podcasting, whatever it is. Like it just will continue to grow and evolve my passions, but that's okay now because I don't feel this pressure to figure out, Angie, what is your passion? What's wrong with you? Why don't you have something that you're obsessed with? Like everyone else does, because that's not everyone's story. That's not everyone's path. But as long as you know your purpose and there are some exercises you can do to figure out your purpose. I'm probably not the best to speak on that at this exact time, but if you can figure out your purpose, then it's really much easier to figure out your passions that can get you to achieve that purpose. hundred percent. And that's a big thing that we do in the radiant creator program is we really drill down on that and purpose comes before the activities that might fulfill it. So oh, that's yeah, you're amazing. right in that's line. Perfect. You're right in line with that. And that so resonated with me as well that like my whole life, I just knew I didn't want this kind of conventional setup that was being presented to me. I just was like, it's fine for other people, but no. And I was also very interested in passive income since I was younger and explored a few different ways of it that weren't right for me. And I think sometimes when we have a way of creativity of working that is not something that someone's ever going to necessarily present to you because it's so unique. You have to go through some life to get there. You have to go through some life. Like no one was ever going to tell us as young people, the combination of things that we do now. Like I remember going to like career night at my high school and, you know, seeing like there's the architect, which is actually what I ended up doing, going to architecture school. There's the lawyer, there's the doctor, there's the artist, there's the contractor, you know, whatever. I can't remember what they all were, but the things that you and I both do now, there wasn't a room for there's the purpose coach, there's the podcast strategist. Like they didn't have those back in. So it takes a while. Podcast doesn't even exist. (laughs) It takes a while. It takes a while. 
I'm actually really glad you brought that up because oh, I yeah. was just last night listening to, again, I don't know when this episode is going to publish, but right. Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi are putting on a live, a free live challenge right now. It's wow. virtual. I don't join a lot of live challenges, but because it was Tony Robbins, I was like, Hey, this is a really great opportunity. And I know it's going to be awesome. So there was a speaker during the session that I was listening to last night, and I wish I could remember her name, but I can't. But what she said really stuck with me. She said when she was a little girl, there was a similar situation at her elementary school where the teacher laid out all these cards on the table and they all set a different career. So it was doctor, lawyer, firefighter, policeman, teacher, all the different careers. And it was her turn to go up and all the kids had to pick what card they were going to pull and what they wanted to be when they grow up. And so all the kids went to the table and they picked their cards. They went back to their desk. And then the teacher called on each kid to stand up and talk about what they picked and why. And he actually called on her first and she stood up and she was like, I didn't pick a card. And the teacher was like, why didn't you pick a card? And she said something like, because none of them spoke to me. I don't want to be any of those things when I grow up and I don't really know what I want to be for her. And he said, stay after class. I want to talk to you. And so after class, she was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble or I'm going to go to detention. And I thought it was so amazing what the teacher said to her as a little girl. He's I'm like getting emotional talking about it. (laughs) He was like, he's like, I want you to go home and look up the word entrepreneur. And she said in that moment, like, that's how she her entire perspective on what was possible for her completely shifted. What an amazing teacher. Yeah, oh my I could, I'm like, like tears in my eyes talking about it. It's not even my story. <laughs> I can't remember what who told a great it. Story. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It's so I good. Know. All right, Angie, I've kept you long enough for now. Although I definitely have all those other podcast episode ideas percolating around, but I'm going to ask my now official last question of my podcast interviews, which I think I'll see how this goes to be the last official question, which is what do you think your sole purpose is? Oh, that's what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. My purpose is time freedom, financial freedom. And once I figure out how to get there, helping others to achieve the same. And honestly, what I've learned about my own journey is I'm learning how to achieve time freedom and financial freedom. It's something I don't have yet, but through my podcast, I'm able to take everyone on that journey with me, which I think is just as powerful. And that actually is a good point for anyone listening who might want to start a podcast. You don't have to be a guru to start a podcast. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. As a matter of fact, speaking of Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins tells a story about how when he first got started doing what he does, which he's one of the most powerful personal development speakers of all time, right? And mentors. And when he got started, he did the similar thing to what I'm doing is he just interviewed the best of the best and shared that information with the world and look where he is now. So you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. And as a matter of fact, it's better if you're humble and admit that you're not, and you just bring the best to your audience. So I hope that inspires somebody who, if that's been holding them back from starting a podcast. That is just such great advice and so inspiring. And I am so grateful that our paths crossed. It was meant to be. I'm so grateful that I had you, your support on my own podcast journey. I know that I will continue to work with you on that to grow it to where it's going to be. I kind of feel the same as you. Like I'm already having so much fun with this that I'm not ever stopping. Like I just know it's going to keep going and it's just so much fun now that I've gotten it out the door. I guess that's what I would tell anybody. If you're thinking of doing it, just jump in because honestly, once you get out the door, it's so much fun. You'll know if it's for you. 
And our podcast journey is just a beginning. I know that. So what an honor to have you on today. Is there anything else that I missed that you want to share with my audience before we wrap up for this episode? Surely not the last. Well, thank you again so much for having me on and I'll come back anytime. So you just say the word and I'm here again. We talk about Yay. all things. I know we, I could talk to you for hours I know. and hours we, and hours. We, we all always things. talk about everything. I, that was actually what happened all the time when I would show up for my coaching call and we would talk about everything else for 45 minutes and be like, Oh wait, what was the question I came to ask? Yeah. You? Like we have 15 more minutes. So, What's that question? Oh yeah. Really quick answer. Okay, great. So good. And you can see why this is great, great conversation. Yeah. I was just going to say it's been awesome. And just a final word, I guess. I think we covered a lot, but I would just say if you've been wanting to start a podcast and there's anything that's been holding you back, like DM me or look through all the free content you can online. And there's so many like reasons why people don't start a podcast. Like a common one is imposter syndrome, which I know a lot of people listening to your podcast are probably a little bit past that. If you have a successful business, I know it's not about imposter syndrome. Maybe it's about, you feel like you don't have the time or you feel like you don't have yeah. the resources, whatever it is. Like, let's just work through that because podcasting, like we've been talking about is a long game. And the longer you wait to get started, the longer it's going to take to see those results. So like we, as entrepreneurs, we kind of go into big projects. Like we overestimate what we can do in one year and we underestimate what we could do in five years. Right. So like, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to be the exception to the rule. I'm going to grow my business and my podcast in one year. And I'm going to have all these followers and all these downloads and all these people in my programs. And it doesn't happen that fast for most people. Like, I don't care how good you are, like how much strategy, you know, because it takes forming relationships and building up trust with people. Right. And so I tend to forget like how much more impactful the five-year outcome is going to be. And so the sooner you get started, the sooner you're on your way to that five years, because it takes time to grow and evolve and like actually cultivate a community. I love that. And it's like that saying about planting a tree, the best time to plant a tree is either 20 years ago or today. Yes. So get to it. Plant your podcast tree. Absolutely. <laughs> or it whatever done. it is. If it's not a podcast, if it's a YouTube whatever channel or if it's your Instagram yeah. or if you're wanting to write a book, like whatever it is, just get started. Like, because whatever excuses are holding you back, they're not serving you. If it's something that you really want, like, again, go back to your why, like if the why is important enough to you, then it's never going to be the right time to do something like start a podcast. Like you have yeah. to start and make the time right. That is the truth right there. Well, thank you so much, Angie. It's been such a gift and a blessing to have you here. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful and honored. And I just really appreciate everything that you're doing. And we're just all also rooting you on in your journey. I want to stay posted on that. I'll keep my audience posted. Reach out to me if you want to know more about what Angie's up to. I'll make sure I put all the information in the show notes so that you can find what she's doing. If you want to talk about that program, just reach out to me. And thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for listening. My goal is to help as many humans as possible to reclaim their soul radiance and get clear on their radiant soul purpose. And if this episode has inspired you in any way, I would love if you left me a review and or let me know on Instagram at Andrea J. Walker Radiance, middle initial J. You can take a screenshot and tag me or just shoot me a DM. If you're looking for additional support, 
you can jump into my private Facebook group where I go live every week and offer even more tools and community to lift you up. Find us at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash radiant soul purpose. See you here next week.